This is Hans Scheil from the Finishing Well podcast. On Finishing Well, we help you make godly choices about Medicare, long-term care, and your money. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it. Share it. But most of all, thank you for listening and choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here now. Welcome to The Masculine Journey. We are very glad that you're with us today. And before I get into the show, I want to do a, a shout out, a thank you to our producer, Keith. If you haven't listened to The Joyride, he does an amazing job with that. He actually makes us sound good. It's really a pretty cool thing that he does. And so go to your podcast location, put in Masculine Journey, and look specifically for The Joyride. It's about usually, what, two to three minutes? It's excellent every week, and he does such an amazing job that pretty soon it's just going to be called the Joyride, you know. And we're going to be doing little thirty-second bumps of our show in the midst of it. But Keith, thank you for that. Uh, today, Danny, this is your topic, right? It is. Do you it, tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, it, I've titled it "Spiritual Eye Exam," and it's just a matter of looking at how do you see yourself. Do you see yourself through, you know? for lack of a better term, carnal eyes or spiritual eyes, do you see yourself as something you've created with your wounds and, you know, all the poses and stuff we talk about? Or is it what God says about you? Okay. Now you said carnal, not carnival eyes. Because if I saw it through carnival eyes... Well, I see it through carnival like... eyes because I, like I look like a funhouse mirror half the time, you know? But... There you go. I'd have to be the bearded lady, I guess, at this point. So I think I'll go... Yeah, two of us now, Jim. It's two of us. The uh, so my clip's going to go first, right? That's what yeah. you'd ask. Yeah. Okay. You I just don't want to jump in here. And you want to set that up? You know. Yeah, I'll set well, it up. Well, you're running the show there. So okay, that, fair enough. Well, my clip is is from a, a movie called Identity Theft, and you have Jason Bateman and a lady that's a star that I can't remember her name. And so the setup of this is Jason Bateman gets his identity stolen because his first name is Sandy, which could be either male or female. Gets his identity stolen from a female. He ends up tracking her down, and he's following her on the highway. And she sees him in the mirror, and she's a scam artist, right? So a con artist. So she waits until he gets close. She hits her brakes, so he hits her. And then she gets out, and she's going to try to take him to the cleaners. And so we're just going to listen to that and come back and talk about it. Oh, 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 my neck. Oh, man, I taste blood. Oh, jeez. You got an injury. Oh, my neck. My neck got it. Sorry about that. I didn't assume you were going to come to a full stop in the middle of a highway. Oh, a mama badger and a baby crossing the road. A badger, huh? Yeah. Oh, my God. My fibromyalgia is just shooting down my spine. Jeez, please. No, this is totally my fault. Why don't you get your license on you? Why don't we swap information and we can get the insurance companies involved? I guess that's what it comes to. I hate to tell you, but that's that's a custom paint job. Thank you. You know, if it's okay with you, 
I'm okay, and I'm cool with just doing cash. Yeah, cash would be a lot easier, wouldn't it? Sandy Bigelow Patterson. Yeah. Bigelow, such a rare name. Well, it's a family name, you know. It uh, goes back to the Mayflower. Is that right? Yeah, Jeremiah Bigelow. You maybe have heard of him, pretty, pretty prominent bear hunter. Sounds brave. Kind of a big deal. Here's my license with my name right there. Sandy Bigelow Patterson. Gotcha. So as you listen to that, you're probably saying, okay, what in the world does that have to do with this topic, right? But before I, I do that, it's Melissa, Melissa McCarthy. I had to look it up. I had time to look it up during the clip. But uh, yeah, it's Melissa McCarthy. And, and it, what I liked about this clip when I thought about it is, you know, we have an enemy out there and we talk about that and he's really cunning, right? And he can come at us very aggressively, very, you know, in our face, or he can also come at us very slyly, you know, or trying to, wouldn't it just be better if we do this, you know, or wouldn't it just be better if you believed what you've always believed and not really listen to what God's telling you, right? And so there's times you got to say, no, I got you, right? This is who I am. This is who God's told me I am. And I'm going to stand in that and I'm going to claim that and I'm going to live through that and push the, the one that's trying to steal our identity away. And so that for me, that was the clip. That's good. The Thanks. talk at boot camp about the wound talk, somebody mentioned that. Behind the wound, there's a story and there's a reason the enemy's coming after that. And that, that's what that made me think of. The enemy's coming after that for some reason or another. So trying to learn the story behind the wounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it absolutely. It, it helps you. You know, Robbie talks about the whack-a-mole thing where, you know, the enemy sees your glory rise up and he starts smacking it down. And But it's also he knows where you're wounded and he knows where to stab you in the back or how to try to coerce you to, to step back into that place that can feel so comfortable even though there's no life there. You know, a pig wall is in the pen, even though it's, you know, a bunch of mud, right? Well, I know it cools it down, I know the whole thing. But, you know, for me, it's, you know, it's, I don't want to wallow in that mud. You know, I've been, I've been in that mud way too long. I want to step out and, and breathe the free air of freedom. Robbie, you want to uh, talk about your clip? Sure. Uh, wow, I came across this and it just kind of just stopped me like, whoa, it's real heavy duty. It's from Muhammad Ali explaining why he switched his name from Cassius Clay to Muhammad Ali and kind of sticks his finger in the church's eye uh, about not working um, on people's identity and, you know, something we can relate to. Why do you insist on being called Muhammad Ali now? That's the name given to me by my leading teacher, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. That's my original name. That's a black man named Cassius Clay was my slave name. I'm no longer a slave. What does it mean? Muhammad means worthy of all praises, and Ali means most high. Do you intend to fight under that name? Yes, sir. I want to be called by that name. I write autographs of that name. I want to be known all over the world as that name. What attracted you then to Islam in the first instance? The Muslim religion? Yes. It's the true teachings of Elijah Muhammad right there in America, and the power structure, nobody will challenge him. And the history of ourselves, the history of our true religion, our nationality, our names. See, we don't have our names, you know. I notice how proud you all are, proud of your names. See, Chinese have names like Chang Chong, Lu Chen, this is Islamic teachings. Russians have names like Kosygin or Khrushchev. You have names like O'Connor or Grady or Kennedy and uh, 
Africans had names like Lumumba, Nkrumah, and Jews got names like Weinstein and Goldberg, and, and Italians got names like Dundee and Benvenuti and Marciano. <laughs> but we have names like Grady and Clay and Hawkins and Smith and Jones and Johnson, but we are black. These so, are the slave names. Yeah, this so is the, this when is the I heard this, I knew it was the truth. It's history. So Muhammad Ali is a beautiful black name, name of our ancestors. So when I heard this, I just had to walk out of the church and Christianity because they never taught us our true knowledge. So I, really was a poke in the eye, like, oh, my goodness. But, you know, we did a lot of work on that in boot camps, and I know how many men, as, as they're thinking about, you know, I just feel like I'm meant for more, you know, I feel like there's more to life than what I'm, I'm really becoming. And it's very much attached, you know, to our names. And so one of the neat things that to me, one of the neatest things that happened to my identity was that boot camp where I heard the name faithful and, and began to see what that meant biblically. Because when I first heard it, if you've heard the story, many have that I, you know, I thought, why are you calling me like a dog, man? I mean, it's just not faithful. It's like old yeller or something, you know, I just didn't have a lot of sex appeal. <laughs> but it, <laughs> Neither do you, Robbie, so that's okay. <laughs> but, but I thought it, it, the more I've walked into that identity and seen what faithful is and what faithful does, and at times when I'm perplexed on issues, it's really nice, nicer than a name like Muhammad Ali, where, you know, he named himself. Mm-hmm. Because based on what he wanted to hear, but boy, would he would have loved to hear what God had really had to say about him. Because you know, God loved him in a mm-hmm. in a phenomenal way. And wouldn't it be cool to actually know what God calls you? And He's dying to tell you. Mm-hmm. What I thought was or really, I did die as a case. Well, that's true. What I really thought was cool about that clip was a couple things. Not cool. It's sad. You know, he had to leave the church because he wasn't getting his name there. Right. I mean, to some right. degree, had he got his real name from God there he probably would have never left the church and the second part was that's actually a really good clip i'm glad i finally listened to it (laughs) (laughs) that's just for you robbie thank you inside (laughs) joke yeah danny so on this topic of whatever it's called what did you call it spiritual eye exam spiritual eye exam right should have been spiritual ear so exam for you. I it could. It should have been. Uh, that's a good one. I I will accept that one. Uh, why is it that you think that people default and fall into, you know, the, the the carnal side versus really trying to follow what God says? I think in 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 my case, I think there's a lot of we judge by the circumstances that we're surrounded by. And in in so many cases in Scripture, you know, if people would, you know, Gideon, for example, you know, God comes to him, he's hiding in a grain bin threshing wheat, and God speaks to him as, you mighty man of valor, and he's like, excuse me, somebody else in here? I thought I was in here by myself. But under the circumstances, he's viewing himself, and he even says, my family's the least of all these, and I'm the least of my family, so I don't even know who you're talking to. So I think the circumstances in which we find ourselves, but it but it doesn't dictate who we are, because God always speaks to that that person that He created us to be. So, other than our circumstances, which is a great point, what other things? And it's open to everybody. 
what other things cause us to try to want to live out of that name, right? Versus the name that God has for us or names. I guess I should have listened to the question better because he gave me the mic. Now, one of the things that uh, amazes me is how powerful names are. And that really isn't the case so much in our society here. But God has given me now five names since my first time of hearing one. And most of them are true for all time, but each one has specifically had a impact on what I was going through at that time. Mm -hmm. And right now I'm mourning Dove and I have to avoid Robbie when he has a gun because he likes to shoot us. But uh, that has, and you know, the Dove part, peace, I love, mourning, not so much, but this has been a period of mourning for me here lately. And God told me that. That's what I wondered if you, you weren't talking about early in the a.m. is morning, but it being in morning, right? Yeah, and, and so we do have a boot camp coming up. I know you're surprised that we talk about a boot camp every week, but we have one coming up November, the week before Thanksgiving. I think it's the 17th is when it begins on that Thursday night at dinner, runs through Sunday at about lunchtime. We'd love to have you there. I know God would love to have you there. Talk to you after the break. Hi, this is Sam with Mask on Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. Go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. You can go to facebook.com and click the donate button, or you can go to masculinejourney.org and find the donate button. masculinejourney.org. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. We live in an on-demand world. Time, weather, meals, and content. That's why the Truth Network has the Truth Podcast Network. Some of your favorite Truth Network programs, plus some that are podcast only. Rich content that is rich in the word. The Masculine Journeys Joyride Podcast. Authentic moments of truth and laughter with the guise of the masculine journey. You'll learn and laugh and even be touched. A greater understanding of Christ is only a joyride away. The Masculine Journey Joyride Podcast at truthnetwork.com. Welcome back to Masculine Journey. And Danny, that was your, your bump in. And so you want to tell us a little bit about that? Songs by Lauren Daigle. It's called You Say, and, and it's just all about the topic we're talking about. The, you know, she says, you say I am strong when I'm feeling weak. And once again, in the circumstance of life and how you find yourself, you're not really feeling very courageous, not really feeling, but, but God is speaking to that which he knows is in you. I love that song. Yeah, it's a great song. Um, Andy, we've actually used a lot of her songs, right? Mm-hmm. We, you can speak. Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> said um, my one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, you've you've used a lot of her stuff. I have. Well there's there's uh, also Francesca Battistelli. We use. Oh, that may have been who I was thinking of. But but Lauren Daigle has some great stuff, and that that on identity is very powerful. You know, just you know, a lot of times we listen to when we say you say. 
in our old way is that's what the enemy says. He, he says we're weak. He says we're, you know, crap, whatever that's happened in the past. But God says he, we're loved, and it's good. Yeah. good. Good clip, Danny. We'll talk to you again in the after hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw something in there. But, but, I mean, that's what he says. He does. He does. Yeah. Uh, before we get to your clip, we were talking about, you know, what – the circumstances, and then something Jim said <laughs> that, that, that causes us, you know, to slip in. But you know, what others have called us our whole life, right? That's the other part of that. You know, where some of us, where we've had uh, siblings or parents or coaches or whatever that's called us certain things, and the enemy likes to use those labels to really just nail you, right? Or a boss or some of those things, and and so it's it's. The enemy is so good at attacking the identity in every single aspect. He just attacks it everywhere. But we're trying to get out of that and step into what we can see through God's eyes, whatever you call the topic. I'm sorry, I keep forgetting the name. Spiritual eye exam. Spiritual eye Next exam. Next week will be you. spiritual ear exam. It will. It will. I think spiritual memory exam. I'm telling you. <laughs> i got to start taking some whatever over-the-counter medication for something. But uh, anyway, going for Harold age. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Harold's not here, and I'm filling in, and he's more astute than I am at this stuff. Um, Danny, tell us a little bit about your clip. A clip is from the show Blue Bloods with Tom Selleck, and it's a New York City cop show, and I just fell in love with it first time I ever saw it. And this is actually from this season, and the clip is an interchange between Jamie, the youngest son, and Grandpa, who used to be, his name is Henry. He used to be the complete the police commissioner, and now Tom Selleck, his son, is. And Jamie, they pretty much set up in the show as he's progressing toward taking over that position at some point. And there's been a problem at Jamie's precinct. He's moved up to sergeant, and he comes to Grandpa rather than Dad. And just just a great interchange with my speaking into somebody's identity. Hey, Puff, I brought some yams. You want to put them in the fridge? Wherever there's room. Everything good? Yeah. So, uh, this is not the classic Reagan cry for help? I mean, yams. What's going on? Two cops in my precinct got into a brawl. Turns out it was over their kids' hockey team. Did it draw a crowd? No, I was the only one who saw it, but the aggressor is a sergeant who has 19 years on the job. That's close to retirement age. Yeah. And you don't know whether or not to report them. Law says I have to. But she's a single mom, and if I take official action, she could lose everything. Part of moving up the chain of command is making these kind of decisions. They're never black and white. But what's the point of the law if I just pick and choose when to follow it? Sometimes leadership means trusting your own judgment above anything else. Mm -hmm. These are real people. Yeah, he said the same thing. There's a reason you came to me and not to your father on this. You wanted my answer, not his. Your mind was made up before you walked through that door. I don't know, maybe. Jamie, great leaders don't lead according to words on a page. 
Great leaders lead with their heart. One thing I really liked about it, Clint, was they talked about yams. I love yams, <laughs> but that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Um, the Psalms 19, not to be confused with Robbie's Psalms 119, um, is the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart, and the commandments of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. And, you know, Grandpa is speaking to Jamie about being a great leader and speaking to who he is, is. And, you know, I thought so often about the men in my life and even the women in my life who have spoken to who I truly am and not yam. And <laughs> the... I am what I am. I am what I yeah, am. It's and, Popeye potato. <laughs> but, and so often you, I have blown it off in my life as that they don't really know me. If they really knew me, they would know, never have said about that. Mm-hmm. So... That's, that's what the clip was to me. This is a great clip. It, it really was. It, and I was sitting there thinking, why am I struggling with the topic of spiritual eye exam? Because right? I can say it now. Because every time I would think of it, I would keep hearing how God sees me. And that's why I was struggling, right? And that's what we want to get to of, of saying how God sees me is a primary thing in my mind. And I'm not just making that up. I was just sitting here asking God, why am I struggling with the topic, I, I know what it is, but I can't remember the wording. And he's like, this is what you're hearing. Like, That's pretty cool. You know, so if I can just live in that, that would be even a cooler thing. All right, if I could live in it more consistently. Yeah. Jim, you have something? I probably shouldn't, but I can't resist it. There was a bump that you really missed out on not having. It goes something like, I am holding on to you. I am... Have you heard that one? No, and at this point, I don't know. At this point, I'm checking out. Take it off the thing. We always sing it that way. Yeah. I, I love yams, too. Now, I, if I was going to say, there were yams involved in that. There was yams involved. Yeah. And, and if you could find a Barney Fife with a yam thing, you'd be just set. Oh, my goodness. That's the whole show. Yeah, you guys speak in the microphone. Uh, <laughs> That'd be the whole show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jim, let's go ahead and play your clip. We've got a few more minutes here, so uh, we've got about three and a half minutes, so go ahead. Uh, The clip I got is from Field of Dreams, and I saw the movie a long time ago. I really liked it. I haven't seen it since, and now I'm sort of motivated to. But this scene is one where the family can see the baseball players that have shown up on the field that he built in the middle of nowhere. And... The relatives, uh, her mom, her brother, and seems like there was another one. But anyway, those folks are not able to see them. And this is the interaction between them. Ray, honey, um, mom and everybody's leaving now. Well, it was, uh, you know, thanks for coming. Ray, think about what I said. You know, I'm just trying to help. I know. So I thought you two were going to watch some game. Because <laughs> it's not really a game. It's more like a practice. Rusty! See, there's only eight of them, so they can't play a real game. Eight of what? 
spins. Who them? Them, them. Well, you don't spin? Karen, honey? Uh, what are you watching? The baseball man. Baseball? Do you see the baseball man right now? Of course I do. But you, you really don't see him? I don't think it's very polite to try to make other people feel stupid. Mom, wh wait a minute. Mom, wait a minute. Dee, Dee, wait. You don't see these people? It's not funny, Annie. <laughs> They couldn't see it. This is really interesting. In this clip, I mean, this is such a reality in our lives, and I'm seeing it in a big way. We don't see what we don't want to see. And we do see what we expect to see. And, you know, the family that knows that the players are there and have faith in this field are able to see them. And those that, you know, believe this is all fantasy can't see what's there. And uh, we all have the ability to overlook things that are right in front of our face. And that's why we really need a band of brothers or folks that we trust that can help us to see things in ourselves and in others that we are incapable of seeing. I'm looking for the signal. No, it's good. <laughs> you know, the one thing that I realized in listening to that clip, you have what happens is right after this, the, the daughter starts choking on a hot dog and falls off of the, the bleachers. And in order for her to be saved, one of the players, Dr. Otto Graham, has to sacrifice the the life that he loved to step into his calling and save the girl, right? Yeah, he had to he had to go out of the field across the baseline, right? Yep. And, and so he came step out off yep, of the off field, field yep. and once the sacrifice was made, is when the brother could see. Yep. He's like, "Where did all these players come from?" You know, and until we feel the sacrifice in our life that God made, sometimes we don't have the eyes to see. Right, you know, or we're seeing what we think we should be seeing versus what God's telling us to see, or the ears to hear, or the ears to hear. And I'm working on that one. I've been praying about that one. But you, you also have was it's Elijah, right? That's out. And he says, "Look at all those that are with us." Right. Is that correct? Right. The the spiritual eyes, the spiritual ears that Danny's going to keep praying for me with you know, this next week. But uh, go to masculinejourney.org. Yeah, register for the boot camp. I'd love for you to do that. But also. You could reach out to us by email if you have a topic that you'd like us to cover. You have a clip or a movie. You'd say, hey, this is just the best movie ever. It's right along the lines of what you guys are talking about. We could use some new clips. You know, we could use a refreshment. And so we'd like for you to do that. You can reach us out to us on Facebook, any social media. Please go do that. But more importantly, go pray to God and say, God, is this the boot camp for me? And listen to what he has to say. And hopefully he'll say yes, and you'll say yes, and we'll see you there. We'll talk to you next week. This is the Truth Network.